Whether competing on the basketball court or against Alzheimer's disease, it takes teamwork to win. Teamwork allows common people to obtain uncommon results. Pat Summit. Hey listener, welcome to the 12th episode of How Are You? Really? And I'm your host, Nick. I apologize if it sounds a little different. I'm uh, fooling around with some new equipment for this episode, so if you hear anything a little strange, that's probably why. Um, Also be picking up a lot more of my uh, nuances, so brace yourself for that. But today, we are going to discuss Alzheimer's disease, as mentioned by Pat Summit in the opening quote. So Alzheimer's is a progressive neurodegenerative condition. It is one of the most common forms of dementia, a group of symptoms that lead to a decline in mental function severe enough to disrupt daily life. Alzheimer's disease causes problems with a person's memory, ability to learn, reason, making judgments, communication, and ability to carry out daily activities. The illness afflicts about 5 million Americans, and an estimated 1 in 9 adults aged 65 and older live with the devastating disease. So, disease development and diagnosis. So, an individual with Alzheimer's disease first develops subtle memory loss and personality changes that differs from normal age-related memory problems. Okay? So they seem to tire or become upset or anxious more easy. They do not cope well with change. So for example, they can follow a familiar route, but traveling to a new place confuses them and they can easily become lost. In the beginning stages of the disease, sufferers are particularly susceptible to depression. As the illness continues to to progress, Memory loss worsens, and decision-making becomes more difficult. A person with Alzheimer's can be, become angry when family members try to help, which is pretty troubling. Eventually, social life becomes more difficult. Sufferers may not recognize long-term, long-time friends or family members and may become more isolated. In the later stages of the disease, individuals begin to lose physical coordination, and may need help with daily functions and taking care of themselves. Sometimes a person may notice changes in themselves, or changes may first be observed by family members or friends. So the diagnosis of Alzheimer's typically involves physical and neurological exams, a thorough medical history, and mental status evaluation. It may involve brain imaging, For example, an MRI or a CT, which could identify other suspects of the problem, such as stroke, a tumor, or head trauma. A psychiatrist or other physician may order tests to rule out the possible medical conditions that can mimic Alzheimer's symptoms, which, for example, could be depression, thyroid conditions, chemical imbalances, or even vitamin deficiencies caused by poor nutrition or illnesses. Urinary urinary tract or other infections and reactions to medical and drug interactions to medications and drug interactions excuse me 
Oh, and I forgot to mention a little side note as always. All this information, or most of the information, comes from psychiatry.org. So, what are Alzheimer's actual disease symptoms? All right, these include problems with short term memory and long term memory, problems with decision making, problem solving and judgment, difficulty producing and understanding language, loss of spatial abilities. Difficulty in judging shapes and sizes and the relationships of objects in space. Personality and behavior changes, like depression, apathy, withdrawal from usual activities. And then apathy, a passive behavior, sleeping more than usual or not wanting to do normal activities. The loss of ability to learn new information. Confusion with time and place. Getting lost in like familiar places that you should probably know. And while the vast majority of people with Alzheimer's are in their mid-70s or older, an estimated 5% of sufferers have an early onset, early onset Alzheimer's affecting people before the age of 65. And this just so happens to be the case for the individual who gave the opening quote, Pat Summit. She was a victim of early onset Alzheimer's and she actually started a foundation for Alzheimer's uh, research funding. So, yeah, definitely if you feel obligated, go donate to a fantastic cause like that. So, definitely uh, tried to make her mark despite the illness. The greatest risk factor for Alzheimer's is age, family history hereditary, so your genes, and or environmental factors may also contribute. So what are some treatment options for this disease? While unfortunately the disease is irreversible, there are medications and supportive treatments that can help with memory and behavior concerns. Currently there are four medications approved by the FDA for Alzheimer's disease. They may help delay or slow symptoms of the illness. Several medications classified as chlorinesterase, oh man, I just butchered that one, inhibitors like Razodine, Exelon, and Aricept are prescribed for mild to moderate Alzheimer's. The medication Namenda is prescribed to treat moderate to severe Alzheimer's. And it can also help delay symptoms and allow individuals to maintain some functions a little longer than they would without the medication. And then a fifth more experimental medication is Namzuric, and it's a combination of the two formerly mentioned medications. So, yeah, totally butchered their names, but, um, yeah, they there are some options out there, but, you know, it's kind of slowing the inevitable which is really pretty difficult to deal with i'd imagine if you had a family member going through something like that so in conclusion i wanted to uh just touch on something from uh the alzheimer's association and they offer some tips for caregivers on coping with memory and behavior issues these strategies are intended to help address Needs that the sufferer may have promote physical and emotional comfort 
and help manage behavior symptoms. So what would that be? Monitor personal comfort. So you got to check for pain, hunger, thirst, constipation, full bladder, fatigue, infections, and skin irritations because obviously the, the sufferer can't always, doesn't have uh, the brain functionality to fully be aware of certain things like that. So you need to be uh, a little more hypersensitive to those sort of things. Um, avoid being confrontational and I think this one's a really important piece uh you know or arguing about facts for example um actually for example if a person expresses a wish to go visit a parent who died years ago for instance don't point out the fact that the parent is dead okay so instead suggest your desire to go see this parent too and maybe how nice they are and you know eventually the the topic will, you know, dissipate. Redirect the person's attention. Try to remain flexible, patient, and supportive by responding to the emotion, not the behavior. Create a calm environment. Try to avoid noise, glare, insecure space, and too much background distraction, including televisions. Allow adequate rest between stimulating events. Acknowledge requests and respond to them. Look for reasons behind each behavior. So consult a physician to identify any causes related to medications or illnesses. It is also imperative to remind caregivers not to take the behavior personally and to recognize that the person is not just acting mean or ornery or whatever but is actually having symptoms of the disease, okay? So it's not the person that's doing this, it's the disease. Caregiving can be stressful and difficult, as well as emotionally and physically exhausting. So it's incredibly important that caregivers need to take the time to take care of themselves, too. Taking time to relax, exercise, talk with friends is absolutely incredibly important. Sharing experience, experiences with others can also benefit too. So just some quick, six quick caregiver uh, tips for caregivers also from Alzheimer's Association. Try not to take the behaviors personally. Remain patient and calm at all times. Explore pain as being a trigger. Don't argue. Don't try to convince. Try to accept behaviors as a reality of the disease and seek help to avoid fatigue and burnout. There are plenty of resources available for, you know, caregivers, especially for this disease and maybe one we'll be discussing in the future. But, you know, definitely you, you can't help someone if, if you can't help yourself first. So, you know, be sure to be sure to take care of yourselves out there, people. So. But yeah, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for Alzheimer's. Uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, as always, feel free to reach out and give some feedback, suggestions, overall thoughts to Nick Moon on pretty much any social media platform or email me at howareyoureallynickmoon at gmail.com. And the next episode, we'll be discussing the autism spectrum 
as requested by a couple listeners. And again, thank you for doing that. And until next time, folks, Nick out.